Hi everyone, welcome to Socialize TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a channel where we will be discussing many different topics. This commentary is based on my opinion only. Nothing should be taken as fact or personal. Stay tuned in and let's get started with today's video. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Socialized TV. If you hear some noise in the background, it's because a lot of trucks are going up and down the street, as well as some other random things being done outside, and so I apologize for that, but it's just one of those types of weeks where the closer it gets to Christmas, the more busier things seem to be, and you know condo maintenance and parking lot maintenance and street maintenance are just going to happen. So please bear with me with the noise. However, the thoughts that I had today were really random for this topic. And to a certain extent, I'm surprised I didn't think about doing this episode sooner, but it's really never a bad time to just talk about something random. And the thing that I want to talk about today is being someone's first black girl. This, you can consider this episode as a sort of sub episode to the interracial dating episode that's posted here. And so if you want to go watch that one first before you watch this one, that's totally fine. But the two weren't meant to necessarily coincide with each other, if that makes any sense. But nonetheless, I began to think, like, this is a conversation that I really don't see too many people having, but it's a very important one because of the fact that we're seeing many different kinds of relationships in today's society, which is great. I love that. I love to see diversity. But when it comes to dating... And I've also slightly explained this as well before that there is a hierarchy when it comes to dating and who is considered the most desirable and who is considered the least desirable. And black women have a very hard time dating in today's society for so many different reasons. And so many of us have decided to 
look at interracial dating as a way to explore the dating field and just see if it's for us or not. And me personally, I've been interracially dating for a number of years now. And so it's something that I'm just naturally used to. But for others, it could be a major adjustment. And one of the things that you will run into very often is finding yourself being a guy's first black girl that he's ever been with, ever. And so there are many different ways to interpret that. For one thing, it could have been the fact that, you know, where he lived at, it wasn't a diverse place. He didn't go to any diverse schools. And so he wasn't exactly exposed to many black people like we may have if we lived in a place like the inner city. And so it's very possible that these things happen. You know, you have some white people who go their whole adolescent lives, sometimes even most of their adult life without really coming into contact with too many black people. It's very possible for it to happen. And so that could be a situation or it could have been that they grew up in a family that wasn't open to racial diversity. No one was dating interracial or their parents and grandparents didn't recommend that their kids date someone who was different or other than Caucasian. And so there are many different reasons as to why that may be the case. But all you know is, regardless of what happened before, this is where you're at now. There are many important things to take into consideration when you're put on the spot with being somebody's first black girl. Because for one thing, there are going to be many things expected of you, whether you like it or not. And so that's one of the first things to keep in mind. We live in a society where racism still is a wound that has not healed. Regardless of what is done, it seems like it's still going to be a problem. And it just is something that I've accepted at this point. With that being said, you have to understand that even though Noah is saying it's you in particular, but sometimes, depending on the spaces we move in and the places we end up with different individuals, sometimes it's expected for us to be the representative of the whole race. So what I mean is, if you're around people who are not that exposed to Black people or don't have Black friends, or whatever the case might be, they're going to look at you as the representation of all black people. So how you dress, how you speak, how you think, how you look, all of that is going to be looked at with, you know, a fine-tooth comb. And so you're going to find people saying really disparaging and ignorant things around you because they don't know any better. And it puts you in a position to always have to correct them. It is exhausting and it is frustrating, but it's something to keep in mind. You know, people are very curious and sometimes for the worst possible reasons. 
and I've been asked all kinds of crazy wild things. Even now with me having the majority of white friends, there's some things that, you know, they probably want to ask me but don't want to offend me. And so it's, it's just one of those kinds of things. So you may find yourself being the representative for many non-black people all the time. The second thing to keep in mind is that in a way, you have to censor how you talk and respond to people. And I know this is not something people like to hear, but it does matter. Just because a person has said something really ignorant doesn't mean you necessarily have to respond with ignorance. And I know every situation is different. And I'm not saying that I've always kept my cool in every situation because that is most certainly not the case. But what I am saying is that it comes a time in life where you have to pick and choose your battles. You have to pick and choose when is the right time to get very upset about something. And so most of the time, it's not even worth going back and forth with ignorant people or bigoted people. It just really isn't. You're not going to accomplish anything. They're not going to change how they, they feel just because you had an issue with it. So it's like most of the time, the best thing you can do is just ignore them. But there are some times where if, you know, someone calls you a racial slur, then you, you have to be a little more confrontational about it. I'm not saying it should always end in a fight, but people these days are too comfortable saying certain things and you have to let them know that it's a problem. Part of the reason why they feel so comfortable being bigoted like that is because nobody ever corrected them or was too afraid to. And so sometimes that falls on your shoulders to be the one to have to do it. And it's unfortunate, but, um, how you respond makes a big difference in situations like that. The other thing to consider when, you know, interracially dating or being someone's first black girl, you have to understand that there are culture differences. And there's this debate about whether white people have a culture at all. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're in an ethnic group, you got a culture. As far as I'm concerned. So if you ask me, yes, white people do have a culture. And so you're going, there's a lot you're going to have to get used to, just like there's a lot they're going to have to get used to from you. And so it's one of those things where it's, it's going to be a teaching moment most of the time. The thing is, the most important thing really to take away from this episode is to understand the kind of person you're dealing with. Some people are bigots, but they don't display that right away. There are some where they really do genuinely want to give that relationship a chance, but they just don't really know how to. And then there are some where it's like, the only reason why they want to be involved with you is to make you a sexual conquest or to dehumanize you, in, in other words. So really getting to know that person and understanding what their intentions are 
is the most important thing. I've been in situations where I've dealt with all kinds of guys. I've dealt with, usually, just to be specific to, before I, I, I get into it, when I talk about my experience, I mainly am talking about just white men, simply because I've dated the majority of them. And so a lot of what I'm going to be referring to is going to specifically apply to them. So I just want to throw that out there so that there's really like no confusion about who I'm talking about. So this is mainly about black and white relations in this episode. When I was dating, I found myself almost in every situation being the first black girl. And I I expected that because that's just one of the things that just comes along with, you know, dating interracial or just liking who I liked. I expected that. But sometimes it was more trouble than it was worth. There were some guys who felt like they had to be a certain way and modify their behavior to get me to like them when I could tell that wasn't really how they were. And it was frustrating because I'm just like, what is it about me that made you feel like you had to act that way or speak that way? Like, I'll give an example. If you're the type of, of guy that doesn't use a lot of slang in your everyday vernacular, why is it that when you talk to me, you say things like, yo, and know what I'm saying, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I can tell this isn't how you normally speak at all. And I'm just like, why do you feel like because you're talking to a black girl, you have to speak, you know, ghetto. And there are some things that are also going to be said here that are going to be stereotypical, but again, this is just one of those fright conversations. You can try to, you know, pretend that it's offensive, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm talking about. There are certain conversations that I've learned that you have to have with people and say it in a language that they actually understand. And so whether or not you want to have the debate about whether certain things you know, are offensive or what does it mean when you say this or that, it's like, you know what I'm talking about. And that's the most important thing. It's like, let's not try to nitpick here. Just, you know, let's just have a, a candid conversation about it. And so, moving on, I, I'm just met some guys. I'm just like, why? You, you know you don't speak like that. There was one guy I met one time and... We were talking online before we met in person. And when I saw him in person, he had on this outfit that I could tell he pulled from a 2001 fashion page. And I'm just like, nobody dresses like this. I'm like, that's number one. Number two, why are you trying to look hood? This doesn't look right at all. And I was so irritated because somehow, some kind of way, he thought this was a good idea. And I said to him, I'm like, I don't know who told you this was okay to wear, but you need to go home and change. 
And he was like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, I'm serious. If I wanted somebody to look like a thug, I'd know where to find them. Like, this this isn't you. I could tell. It, in a way, he was relieved because for some reason, he felt this pressure to do it. And all of that, I said to say, is how powerful stereotypes can be. You have so many white people who think they know everything about black people because of what they see on the news, the stereotypes that they keep seeing being perpetuated on TV. They think they know what every black person is like. And it's a falsehood. And it's so frustrating because as a black person, whether you're working or going to school or dating, this is a challenge that you always have to face every time you're in the world. You're going to have to deal with people already having prejudgments about you and don't know a single thing. And as soon as you're one of those people who don't fit the stereotypes, it's like you're so exceptional. It's like you're another species of black person to them. And it's so ignorant. It's so ignorant. I'm not trying to be your token black person or your your one black best friend. I, that's not my goal in life. I'm just being myself. Everybody is different. And what's so crazy is nobody has a problem with putting all black people in one group. But as soon as black people categorize white people as all being the same, somehow we're racist. It's like it's racist to say it regardless. Regardless, it doesn't matter. So I'm just like, why do we even do that? Every individual is different. Digressing back to the main topic. You really got to know who you're dealing with as a black woman and you're dating white men because you don't want to deal with a closet racist. Because the thing about it is this. Racism goes way beyond just saying ignorant stuff. Racism can actually cause you to be physically harmed. Racism can take your life. It's very serious. And so you have to understand that you are in a situation where you have to know who you're associating yourself with. Because if you're not careful... You can end up being with someone who doesn't have a problem hurting you simply because of the color of your skin. Not because you said or did anything to warrant that, but simply because you were black. And this is a real thing. It's not to be taken lightly. So if you even feel the slightest inkling of, you know what, I don't really think I should associate with this person or I don't really feel safe being around this person, then don't. Because at the end of the day, your safety is what's most important. The third thing to keep in mind is that as black women, you have to understand that we are very sexualized in this society. And you are going to have men who are going to treat you as such. In other words, black women have been so overly sexualized in society to the point where it's like that's the only thing that we're good for. We don't have anything else to offer. And it's so disrespectful. 
You know, and what's crazy is even though we're the most over-sexualized group, other groups of women still want to emulate what we do. And so you have other groups of women who want to dance like us, have their bodies shaped like us, just wear our aesthetic. And it's like, why is it a problem when we do it, but yet that's the aesthetic and the stereotype that you assign to us. So when we perpetuate it, it's a problem. It's so crazy. It's somehow cool to be the ghetto girl. It's somehow cool to be the stripper. It's somehow cool to be the twerker. But as soon as the girl who you actually expect to twerk twerks, then all of a sudden it, it's it's distasteful. What? How does that work? And so you are going to have men say some wild stuff to you. I've had some white men who I would message say some really crazy, wild, sexual, inappropriate things. And I'm just like, why did he feel it was okay to say that? It's because I'm a black girl. Would he say these things to a white girl? No. Would he say these things to an Asian girl? No. For some reason, he has more respect for them. And that's what's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. The other thing that I used to find super, super frustrating, and I've used this example many times, but it, it really is so common how much this happens. I've been on dates with white guys and they have expected me to have sex with them on the first date, which is also the very first time they met me in person. And if for some reason... I, I didn't accept the advance or didn't want to do that, then I would never be called again. And I know some people are going to be like, oh, well, that's not a black girl thing. That happens to a lot of girls. What you fail to understand is, referring to what I was just talking about, how black girls are overly sexualized, that date is not looked at as a date. That date is looked at as some type of exchange. What that man is expecting is for me to give him sex as a way of saying thank you for taking me out on a date because nobody else is going to. It's treating me like I'm some kind of prostitute, like I'm supposed to be out here giving up sex for a meal. That's why it's a problem. It's different from having a guy who is, is, is just a jerk and he doesn't have any kind of respect for you. That's one thing. But more often than not, in general, when a white girl is on a date with a white with a white guy, that's looked at as a date. And whether or not she wants to sleep with him on the first date is totally up to her. It's not going to matter to him either way. He would prefer you to sleep with him, but at the same time, he might not respect you if you do. So that decision really is up to you as, as the woman to decide whether or not that's activity you want to engage in but for black girls when we date it's automatically expected that we we have to give fellatio on the first date or have sex on the first date that's expected that is expected and that's the difference and it's disrespectful it is very disrespectful because for all of that it's like i can take myself out to dinner or just not go on dates at all 
and I've I've been in that situation so many times. And it's like, and being naive, there were some times where I did have sex with a guy on the first date. And there were many times I didn't. But it didn't make a difference. <laughs> you know, most guys weren't sticking around regardless of what it is that I did. And so, to me, I just found that even though I didn't see a difference, I just felt better about the situation if I didn't have sex with him. And so, that's why I say it's like I would much rather do that. Because if he's going to leave, at least I've, I don't feel like I was used. So, that's how I look at that situation. But, um, yes... Black women got to understand that, you know, most dudes, they just already have this idea about how the date is going to go. And it doesn't matter how good the conversation was or how pretty you look, doesn't matter. He looks at you the same as he does any other black girl. And so I don't want to be so candid about it, but honestly, it's like I'm just really being realistic because people's feelings get hurt over stuff like this. People get their hearts broken, people don't know why they're used, people don't understand why they can't find somebody decent who respects them, it's because of stuff like this. It's because of ideologies like this. They hurt people's lives. And it's disgusting. Why is it that black women just gotta be in this other category? We're not treated equally at all. We can't even be a part of the feminist movement. Feminism doesn't have anything to do with black women. I hate to break it to you, but again, it goes back to having privilege in society. We don't have any privilege in society. We can't do certain things to get away with it. That's just not how it works. We are always expected to be bad people. But digressing back to the subject at hand, dating white men can be a challenge. It, it, it really can be a challenge. Um, the other thing you have to understand, too, is that there are going to be a lot of stereotypes that you're going to have to defy. In other words, it's in your best interest to not be a stereotype. That way people can take you seriously. I'm not saying that if you perpetuate stereotypes, that, that means you're a bad person. I'm not saying that. And I know the reasons why people perpetuate stereotypes. But at the end of the day, just having to function in this society, it's in your best interest to just be yourself and not try to be somebody that you're not. Don't speak a certain way if you weren't taught to speak a certain way. Don't act a certain way if you didn't see your parents or your siblings and your friends acting like that. Just don't go out of your way to do something negative. The thing, too, about stereotypes is that they always perpetuate something negative. It's never something good. Ever. And so it's like, why would you want people to have a reason to look at you negatively? People already will look at you negatively just because you're black. So to add stereotypes on top of that, you're not helping yourself. And I'm not saying that you should try to pretend to be quote-unquote white either. But what I'm saying is just be yourself. Just be yourself. 
Why do we have to pretend to be anything? Just be yourself. I've had so many white men, and I know in their mind it was a compliment, but to me, it was a compliment and an insult. I've had a lot of white guys in very roundabout ways say that, you know, I'm a very different kind of black girl. And because I am the way that I am, that's why they like me. But they might not like other black women or still don't like black women in general, but they like me because I'm an exception. That's what I mean by being the representative, like I was saying earlier. Lots of times because you don't perpetuate the stereotypes, people will like you, but they still in general don't like black people. And that's up to you to decide how you feel about that. But for me, it's like, I, like I said, I'm not trying to be anybody's token. So it's like, if you honestly feel like you can just treat me good, but just talk BS about other black people or treat other black people bad and think I'm going to be okay with it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I'm not saying, too, that there aren't some black people who fit stereotypes in very negative ways. I'm not saying that, you know, black people aren't criminals. I'm not saying that black people don't do bad things. But that's everybody. White people do bad things, too. White people are also criminals. It goes both ways. And so it's like... I, I'm really not trying to make this too racial, but it is racial. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm tired of being PC about it. I know what you mean when you say certain things. And you may not feel like it's malicious, but it's the implications that that statement has that's even bigger than the statement itself. What you're saying is, I'm an exceptional black person because I act more like the people that you're used to being around and that makes you comfortable. That's what you're saying. And I'm just like, why does it have to be all that? Why can't it, it just be that we're two people that's getting along? Why does it have to be all this other stuff? It's frustrating. And that's why I say... Interracial dating isn't for everybody. Um, it's it's tiresome. It's a lot of teaching that has to go along. But again, it just depends on who you're dealing with. If you're with a man who is not trying to make your relationship so racialized, then it's going to be a little easier for you. It is. because And I'm not saying that all white men are like this. Because there are many who aren't. They just look at you as just an attractive woman. They're not like, oh, you're attractive to be a black woman or you're pretty to be a dark-skinned girl or you're pretty even though you wear your hair in its natural state all the time. It doesn't have to be these extra attachments to the compliment. You just are yourself. They just accept you for being yourself. And that's the most important thing. Another thing to note too when being someone's first black girl is that Sex is going to come up in the conversation. It is. Whether you like it or not. Going back to the fact of just being over-sexualized. White men are going to ask you a lot of things about your sex life. A lot of them are going to be very personal. White men are going to ask you about how many partners you had. 
white men are going to ask you about whether you prefer to be with black men or white men. White men are going to ask you, have you been with a white man before? White men are going to ask you how big a black man's penis is. They're going to ask you stuff like that. They are. It's going to happen. And I know it's frustrating and I know you're like, why are they so concerned? It matters. It matters. Because the thing is, you have some white men who look at black men as their primary competition. And if they're dating a black woman, they know that black men are also going to look at you. He may be the only white guy looking at you, but other black men are going to be his competition. So he needs to figure out how great of a chance he has to continue to be with you without feeling like you're going to be attracted to a different man and leave him. So that's really why he's asking you all of this. Um, just to see. Because the thing is, he can, you know, use his money to try to bait you all he wants to. But if you're not sexually attracted to him, he knows that it's not really going to be a chance for the relationship. It just is what it is. And so that's why he asks these questions. The thing is, you black woman have a right to ask him the same thing. Why does he want to be with a black woman so bad? Or what was it about you that made him do something different? Has he had sex with black girls before? Does he feel like there's a difference between having sex with black girls and white girls? You are 100% you know, in your right to ask him those questions. And if he's stumbling or trying to find an answer, make him answer you. Because he's not going to have a problem asking you all the questions that I named as examples. Because it happens all the time. Ask him the same thing. Don't have somebody pin you in a corner and interrogate you without you doing the same to them. Because just like your answers are important to them, how they answer your questions are also equally important. And so you really have to not back down in those situations and, you know, be just as assertive. Another thing to take into consideration, too, is how that white man feels about a long-term relationship. Most white guys are open to dating black girls, but that is not going to translate into a long-term relationship. What I mean is, most white guys, they, they're open to dating you, but it may just be for a few months. It's not like the two of you are going to be in a long-term relationship where you might get engaged and be married and live together and possibly have kids. He might not want to do all of that with you. He just may only be in a relationship with you for the quote-unquote experience, but that's not going to translate to something long-term. And so this just goes back to what I was saying about getting to know the guy you're dealing with. Because some guys, it's like, they only look at you as a fetish. It's like, I, I just want to be with a black girl just to say I tried it. Not because they actually look at you as a woman the same way they would any other group of women. And I've been in that situation damn near every time. Where it was like, I was with these guys and... You know, it started off all right, I guess, but it never translated to nothing long-term, ever. 
So it's like they could say they dated a black girl, but at the end of the day, I wasn't who they really wanted to be with. The other thing to take in consideration too is most white guys are very concerned about how other people view them. In other words, their parents' approval, their friends' approval, their co-workers' approval is very important to them. Their social status is very important to them. And somehow you have some white people who feel like associated with black people breaks down their social status, which is why they don't have black friends and they don't date black people either. That's usually the view. And so if you're with a guy where it seems like y'all are supposedly dating, but he never wants to take you anywhere around people that he knows and that he's close with, that's a big sign that your relationship with him is not going to last long. It really isn't. It's like he's keeping you a secret. It's like as long as he's the only person who knows he's dating you, that's all that matters. And that's all you should be concerned about. But no, it's a problem. It's like if we're in an actual relationship, you need to take me around people that you know. Especially when it seems like you're the one who's introducing him to all your friends and they may have met your mom or your dad once or twice. It's like you don't have an issue showing him off. He shouldn't have an issue showing you off either. It's, it's so many different things that you just have to look out for when interracially dating as a black woman because... Those, those situations could just go so left so quickly. And it's like, what do you do in a situation like that? But my best advice to give you is to take your time and ask all the questions you have, whether you feel like they're uncomfortable or not. You, you need to know. You need to know. Addressing the fetish thing. And again, it's referring back to being over-sexualized. White men, most white men have a, a secret desire to be with black women, but they don't let anybody else know about it. It's something that's a secret. And so for different reasons, he may perceive. He may like your features. He may like your hair or whatever the case, but that doesn't mean he's going to love you. That just means that you have an aesthetic that he likes. And usually, too, unfortunately, is that most white guys pick certain black girls to be attracted to based off of the types of girls that they see do porn. And so they use porn as a representation of how black girls are supposed to look. This is why portrayal in media is so important, because you'll have people who will really truly believe what they see and don't understand that that's not real life at all. And so you can have men approaching you and wanting to sleep with you right away. And this is usually why. They they're trying to do what they've seen in porn, to to be simply put. And don't expect for him to, to call you because he ain't I've just been in situations where 
I met all different kinds of of white guys that had all different personalities who had all different walks of life. And all that I've learned is that it, you just really got to get to know that man. You, you really do. Because most of the time you'll find it's a waste and that he's not going to take you serious. It's nothing more disheartening to know that there are some men who are literally not going to give you what you want and deserve just because you're black or just because you, the, you're the only different girl that they've been with. It's not fair, but it happens. You know, I've, and I, and I tell people who ask me, you know, like, how do how do you date white guys or where do you find white guys and, and things like that? And I'm just like, it's, it's a process. It's not an easy thing because I need to know I'm not dealing with a racist. That's number one. Number two, I need to feel safe around him. And three, I need to know that when I'm out in public with him, nothing's going to go down. The same way you have people being attacked in public because they're with a certain person, the same thing happens to interracial couples. And I'm not saying that these are harassments that are not going to happen in reverse in the sense of not saying that these things don't also apply to white women who date black men, but the dynamic is still very different based on gender. It is very different. And I can only speak for me being a black woman. I can't speak from any other perspective. And so with that being said, it's like everything that I've said here is only pertaining to black women. Digressing. You also, as a black woman, just the same way you don't want people stereotyping you, you can't stereotype all white men. All white men are not the same. All white men are not racist. All white men are not bigoted. There are some white men who absolutely love us and will treat us with respect who are going to care about us and who are who are not going to let people disrespect us. But there are so few and far in between. And so it's like you just really got to understand that it's in your best interest to want who wants you. And that's the model that I've used for dating. I want who wants me. If an Asian guy is interested in me and I like him back, I'll date him. If a white guy is interested in me and I like him back, I'll date him. It doesn't matter. Because what I found is ethnicity is just one of those trivial things when it comes to dating. Because the most important thing is if you're loyal, if you're honest, and you treat me with respect. That's the most important at the end of the day. And so... I'm just like, I don't care what ethnicity he is. I got the same requirements of him like I would the next guy. So it doesn't matter. It's just that for some reason, the trend just ended up being, you know, me having more white guys attracted to me than anybody else. That's just how it ended up being. I, you know, would have black guys try to flirt with me or whatever, but that still is different from approaching me respectfully. That's not the same. And the older I get, the less 
black men have approached me. And so I'm not going to want to be with black men when, when I feel like black men don't want me. It doesn't make sense. So when it seemed like white guys were more interested, they were the ones I ended up dating. They were the ones I ended up giving a chance. It, it is what it is. You know, so it's like, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. But it's just one of those options I feel like black women should keep open. Because regardless of who you with, there are certain things that are unacceptable to happen in relationships. It's unacceptable for somebody to cheat on you and lie to you and, and have children outside of your relationship or your marriage or take money from you and use you and abuse you. It, it just, that's inappropriate and wrong regardless of who does it, period. But it just seems like black women let black men do that to them more than they would anybody else. And that's what my issue is. It's like we need to stop making concessions for different groups of people and giving passes. It's like, oh, it's okay if this guy does this, but if it was a white guy, it'd be an issue. It's like, no, it's an issue, period. It's an issue, period. And so, yes, you you may be that white guy's first black girl, but, you know, he also recognizes that he is your first white man. And so there are going to be some things that he's going to question about what's going to happen in the relationship and what your life is like. It's going to go both ways. It's going to go both ways. And I feel like if two people can be adult and mature and just have those conversations and listen to each other, you can come to an agreement about many things. I myself am in a relationship with a white man. And there was a lot that he had to learn about me and from me. A lot. And there are some things he's still learning. And so... Again, I was in that situation where even though I wasn't necessarily his first black girl, I still was somebody that he really didn't know that much about and he really didn't know that much about black women. And so it was my responsibility to teach him some things. I know one of the biggest things that was like probably the, the most serious learning curve was understanding how black hair works. And understanding how I have to take care of my hair and why I wear it the way that I do. That was a huge thing. So it's like, you you just got to figure out what situation you're in and if it's worth being in that situation. And you'll be just fine. Because just like us black women, we want to be treated like any other woman. We have to treat that white guy like any other guy. We, we can't do the thing that we don't want done to us. It's hypocritical. The other thing, too, that I personally would recommend is I understand that it's, it's a good thing to be lighthearted and not take things seriously. But I would personally recommend that you don't be in a relationship with a white guy where the two of you... Um, think it's okay to use the N-word or it's okay to joke about the N-word or it's 
okay to joke about stereotypes about black people or white people. I highly recommend you don't go there because what's going to happen is eventually you're going to start feeling like that person may be bigoted. Because like I said, there's some people with, it's just, they're so comfortable saying certain things and they don't think nothing of it. And so if you're in a, a romantic relationship, supposedly, and those things are happening in your relationship, it's not going to end up good. So I suggest you don't even go there. Don't, don't give that man an indication that you're okay with it at all. I've never, that was one thing I've never done in my relationships with white guys. I've, I've never said the N-word. I've never, you know, made them feel like it was okay for them to do it or say it or say certain things around me. Like, they just knew better. And so, I, I really highly recommend that you do the same. Another thing, too, is that don't let sex be the ruler of your relationship. Again, understanding how fetishes, that's such a hard word to say, how fetishes work and how pornography is set up and the sex industry is set up and all of the, the stereotypes that go along with the imaging and the aesthetic. Don't make him feel like he's with a prostitute or that he's with somebody that's perpetuating prostitute stereotypes. And I, I say this because a lot of, I hear a lot of white guys tell me stories about when they did date black girls and they were all the same story. And it was disheartening because it makes all of us look bad. Like I was saying before, stereotypes can be bad and they really put on a negative stereotype about who we are in general. And it's like, if that's your lifestyle, that's your lifestyle, fine. But just understand that how you act is going to affect somebody else. And it's like, when you are doing certain things and you treat people a certain way, it's going to make them have a bad impression of the next person that comes along. I've been in, I've been in some situations with guys where they were acting a certain way with me and I didn't like it and I was trying to figure out why. And usually it was because uh, they were with a black girl before and their relationship went a certain way and they thought the same thing was going to happen with me. And I'm just like, we're two different people. And so it's like, you can't treat me how she, she treated you. Like, that's not okay. But it happens. And so trying to over-sexualize yourself is not going to make that man respect you. It's not. And I'm not trying to say that black women should go out of their way to earn the white man's respect. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that how you carry yourself matters. And regardless of whether it's white men or black men or Asian men or whoever it is, it's like you just got to constantly fight against stereotypes every single moment of life. And so you want people to take you serious. You want people to respect you. You want people to talk to you with some respect. And if you're doing things to disrespect yourself, other people are not going to respect you. That's just how it works. And so 
even though, you know, this is about being the first black girl, really, honestly, it, it's about fighting against stereotypes, really. So it's like fighting against stereotypes with dating is is pretty much the the takeaway here. Um, I want to say, too, that just because... No, let me rephrase that differently. For white men who date black women, you have to understand that just because you're okay with dating black women doesn't mean other people are going to be okay with your decision. There are going to be some people who are going to disrespect you because you're with your girlfriend. And so you... As a man, have the responsibility to correct other people's behavior and to not let people disrespect your girlfriend. If you were to let someone disrespect your white girlfriend or your Latina girlfriend or your Asian girlfriend, you need to extend that same courtesy to your black girlfriend. It's important. Don't let people just say whatever they want. And just because you're okay with interracial dating doesn't mean other people are going to be okay with it. There are still racists in this world. There are still people who have this idea about a pure race. There are some people who still believe this stuff. And so just because you're okay with it doesn't mean that you being with her is somehow going to make her life easier. If anything, she may catch more hell being with you. You got to be prepared for people staring at you when y'all are out at restaurants and people saying stuff behind your back or or her back. You're going to have to deal with men trying to undermine you and, and try to test your dominance and see if you're going to protect your girlfriend. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. And so you, as her man, have a responsibility to defend her. Real quick, real quick story time. This was years ago. I was with a friend and um, we had a very strange kind of friendship. In a way, we still do. And um, it was weird because I wasn't really sure if he had romantic interest in me or not because he did certain things that would suggest that. But then there were other things that he would say and do that just made me think like, oh, well, even if he did like me, he would never tell me to my face. And one time, I suggested that me and him, after the club, go get something to eat. Because one of the things that he liked to do was, after being at the club, he would get hungry and want to go to Subway. And so I would say to him, I'm like, well, with the amount of money that you'd be spending... At Subway, you can go and sit down and eat somewhere for that price. And, you know, he would he asked me, well, where would I go to do that this late? I'm like, well, Denny's is always open. And so there was one time I suggested that the two of us go to Denny's together, just the two of us. And so he agreed to it, even though there was some pushback, but he agreed to it. And so... We were, you know, it was just a really casual thing. Like, I, I didn't consider it a date or anything like that. But um, the two of us were 
were there together by ourselves. And there was this group of, of guys that came in and they sat behind us, which was really weird because it wasn't that many people in the restaurant for them to be sat behind us. There was really no rhyme or reason for that. They could have sat somewhere else, but they sat right behind us. And I didn't really pay it no mind, but I just was worried about the noise factor. And so we were having a conversation, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we would have explicit conversations just, just casually or whatever. And I guess whatever conversation we were having, the guys who had just came in were all in our conversation. And I happened to have to get up to go to the bathroom. And so I go to the bathroom. I'm not even gone 60 seconds, okay? I come back and something just feels different, like something happened. And my friend, I was just looking at how he was behaving, and I was like, did something happen while I was gone? And one, guy, one of the guys went up to him and asked him if I was his girlfriend, and he was like, no, like, we're, we're just, you know, friends hanging out or whatever. And I forgot what he said the guy's response was, was but basically he was saying that I, I shouldn't be his girlfriend for whatever the reason. And I'm just like, why did he feel so comfortable saying something like that to him? And I was pissed at my friend because it's like, why did you even entertain that? And I was just, I didn't know what to do at that moment. I wanted to get up and then cuss all of them out. I wanted to slap my friend. I, I just wanted to do so many different things in that moment. But that was just one of the things that I always had to deal with when dating a white guy is having somebody feel the need to ex exert their opinion about our relationship. Like somehow the guy I was with shouldn't be with somebody like me, whatever that's supposed to mean. And it's always something that I deduced to be a race thing because usually it was always black people asking my white guy friend if I'm his girlfriend or not, or white dudes, you know, try to, to criticize me or, or basically tell my guy friend or my boyfriend at the time that he could do better or something along those lines. And I just always had to deal with somebody just being disrespectful like that. And I will always try to, to, you know, emphasize the fact that your response as my boyfriend or my friend to those statements matter. Because if you entertain it or make it seem like it was funny or it was something you agreed with, then that hurts my reputation. That doesn't hurt yours. And so... That pissed me off. And needless to say, we never went anywhere together again after that. But um, I, I was pissed. And so I said that to quickly say that, again, black women, you're, you're going to deal with a lot of things. You're going to deal with a lot of people having something to say about you being with a white guy for whatever the reason. Either you're going to have people sizing him up and try to criticize him and say that you could do better or he's going to have people on his end telling him that he could do better than you. Don't be surprised that whatever you see happening to you 
or what you have been told to you about him is not also happening on his end too because it is. It definitely is. And so just at the end of the day, whoever you decide to date, be yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to think that you have to be a certain way to have them like you. If you got to feel like you have to be pressured to do all those things, then don't be with those people. And don't self-impose the pressure either. It's like, don't make it more difficult for yourself than it already is. Be alone. It's like, it's, it's nothing wrong with being alone. I would rather be alone than to have somebody disrespecting me just because they feel like they can. That's not okay. And um, that concludes today's episode. It's lengthy. It was ranty. I'm sorry. But I, I just wanted to get this off my chest because I, I, I see a lot of black women wanting to date interracial, but they really don't know what they're getting themselves into. And it's not really too many people out there who are sharing their stories and sharing their experiences and telling them what to expect and having an honest conversation about it. You know, many times you have people who date interracial and they, they pander to the stereotypes. They think that your life is going to be so much better because you're with somebody white, because it's white people who have the privilege in society. And that's not necessarily true. Sometimes your life ends up worse. Sometimes your life stays the same. And sometimes, you know, you just got to deal with more difficulties. It really just all depends. But when you have people perpetuating it as an idea of an upgrade, that's where I have the issue. It's like, why is it there? there's a perceived notion of upgrading or downgrading depending on if your partner is black or white? It's absolutely absurd. And we just need to get away from these stereotypes because they are hurting people's lives. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. Share it if you feel it was useful. Like and support the podcast and subscribe on all platforms the same way it is spelled here. And like and follow the Facebook page to keep up with all future updates. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in my next one. Bye bye and so long.